Hello everyone and welcome back. If you're new here, welcome. My name's Derek and this is Building Business. On this channel, I'm building a brand new online business from scratch. The catch, I don't have any experience building an online business. I'll be sharing the journey here with you while I learn, build, and grow a new online business. If that sounds exciting to you, then let's get going. In this episode, I'm going to show you a simple method I found to test your business ideas to see how viable they could potentially be. This test is going to give us a good idea of which business ideas we should be investigating further and which we should be throwing into the trash. The first question that comes up here is why would you want to test your business ideas? The obvious answer here is that so you don't waste your time on, and money on something that is clearly not going to succeed. However, there are also a few more reasons. You could have the right idea, but the wrong niche. Say you had a great idea to sell exercise clothing that you wanted to sell to people who do yoga. Yet, when you test it, you find out that it's not of interest to people in that niche, but really interesting to people who play soccer. You could have the right product, but the wrong distribution plan or price point. Using the same example, let's say you wanted to sell your clothing on Amazon, but find out that people in your niche don't shop on Amazon. Or your niche is shopping on Amazon, but is looking for a lower price point that you can produce the product for. You could find that the market for your service or product isn't very big. If your intent is to create a $1 million business and it would take the majority of the market share to get there, you might want to reconsider the idea. I've learned that you're not going to get 100% market share and it's also unlikely that you're going to get the majority of the market share. If you could reach your goals with a small percentage of market share, then the idea is maybe more likely to succeed. The second question here is how do you go about testing your business ideas? I found that there are so many ways to test business ideas. At one point, I was on a blog post which covered 13 different ways. Yikes. Some involved a lot of work. I'm not against doing a lot of work. However, with the amount of ideas I have, spending time on developing multiple hypotheses, and then iterating on feedback, all before any revenue, of course, seemed like a bit too much of a time investment for me, all for something that may not be worth moving forward with. Others are very abstract, such as guest posting on popular blogs and seeing how many replies the post gets or building a following on Facebook and then seeing how many people may be interested in purchasing after you've built the following. I wouldn't say any of these are terrible. They just didn't make me feel confident that I could weed out the majority of the unsuccessful ideas relatively quickly. Then I stumbled upon a method that I thought was very simple and straightforward in a YouTube video by Noah Keegan. If you're unfamiliar with Noah, he founded a number of businesses, including the one he's still at now, AppSumo.com. He published a video on his YouTube channel explaining how he tests his ideas. It's a very simple process that made a lot of sense to me. Not only was it simple, but it also relied on data, which I really liked. I'm going to go over the process here at a high level, though if you'd like to learn more about it, you should check out Noah's video. It'll be linked in the description below. Before we move on, let me take a moment to invite you to subscribe. If you're liking this episode so far and want to keep up to date with my progress on building a business, please consider subscribing. That way you won't miss out on any of these episodes. In Noah's video, he breaks down the process into five steps to test business ideas. First, picking idea, finding out how much demand there is, determining how much your customers will be worth, find out how big the total adjustable market is, and finally, validating the idea. Starting with step one, I think this one is pretty self-explanatory. However, if you don't already have an idea, this is a good time to find some. If you have no idea what businesses you might want to start, try inventorying all the skills you have. Think of topics or themes which you enjoy, 
which you could build a product or service out of. Have a look at online message boards or wherever you normally visit online to see what others may be struggling with and where you could provide a product or service to help them. Step number two, find out how much demand there is. Of course, demand is key, but how do you figure out demand? One way of doing this is searching for keywords on ad platforms. In Google Planner, you could look at what the search volumes are for keywords or phrases that could describe your product or service. In Facebook ads, you can search for an audience that likes things similar to your product and see how large that audience is. Another way is to look at Google Trends. Enter in keywords that describe your product or service and see if it's trending up or down. Noah recommends that avoiding anything which is trending down, since it would suggest the demand is weakening. Yet another way to check would be competitors. Just because there are competitors doesn't mean that your idea has already been done. It does suggest, though, that there is some demand for your idea since there are competitors at all. At this point, you could also look at competitors to see what they have had success in and what they're offering, and how you could differentiate yourself from them. Step three, how much are your customers worth? Noah talks a lot here about your customer's lifetime value and figuring that one out. Though here, what I'm going to do is not only find out their lifetime value, but also what are they worth at their very first purchase. This will help me determine whether or not I'm making a profit. To figure out how much your customers are worth, you could do some research on your competitors to see what they're charging. Or you could research how much people are spending to achieve the same result your product or service achieves and use that number. Then determine how much of your product or service each customer would realistically buy from you and add it up to find your customer's lifetime value. For example, if you sell houses, it's possible your customer's lifetime value may only be one or two houses. Alternatively, if you sold shoes, your customer lifetime value may be many pairs of shoes. One thing I'm also going to do at this stage is figure out what value my product or service is going to bring to the market. Could my product or service increase convenience for the same price, or could it do whatever it does better or faster for cheaper than the competitors can? Step four, find out how big the total adjustable market is. Now that you know how much your customers are worth, the next step is to determine how big the total adjustable market is. This is where we determine how big the potential market is, and from there, how big the market is that we think we can sell to. The key to understand here is that you'll never get 100% market share in your market. That's why we need to adjust the total market size. It's also key to understand that if an idea is going to require 100% or close to 100% of the market share to make it worthwhile, then it's probably not an idea worth pursuing. To do this, first we find the total market by multiplying the number of people in the market by how much they're willing to spend. You can estimate the number of people in your market by looking at audiences on Facebook ads, Google keyword volumes, industry surveys, or any other market research data you're able to find for your industry. How much they're willing to spend can be estimated by looking at competitors' prices or even surveying potential customers and asking them what they might be willing to pay. Once we have the total market, we adjust it by multiplying that number by the percentage of the market you think you can get. In Noah's video and in his examples, he uses 5%. So I'm going to stick with the same 5% number. So now that we have the end result, if your resulting number is greater than a million, then you have yourself a potential million dollar business idea. Step five, validate the idea. Validating your idea is all about getting customers. However, getting customers doesn't mean it's time to launch your business. It means finding at least three people that will put money down for your product while making a profit. If you can't find three people willing to put money down, there's a good chance nobody will. I'm going to modify the process here a bit to include metrics on how much it costs me to provide the product and or service and how much the three customers paid and 
how much it cost me to find and sell those three customers. With those metrics, I'll be able to understand how profitable the ideas are. Also, to refine the process for my own purposes, I'm going to break up these five steps into two components. The first component will be test, the second component will be validation. The first three steps, picking an idea, checking for demand, determining how much customers are worth, and determining the total adjustable market will be part of the test component. The last step, getting customers, will be part of the validation component. My thinking here is that if an idea that really doesn't look feasible after the first four steps, there isn't much point in trying to find customers. So I'll run all the ideas through the test component and then run only those which are successful through the validation component. I'd like to hear your thoughts on this method and testing business ideas in general. Do you have a method that you use that you like and works well? Let me know in the comments. In the next episode, I'll take this process and apply it to the ideas I shared in the previous episode. Of course, I'll also share the results for these ideas after putting them to the test. If you've enjoyed this episode, then join me on this journey by clicking that subscribe button and make sure you don't miss an episode. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, please click the like button as well. It costs you nothing, but it helps me reach a wider audience. Stay tuned, and until next time, remember that starting a new business requires courage and action. Courage to get going and action to make things happen. See you in the next episode.